All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of the On the Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, coming to you from Long Island, New York, on Monday, June 26th, 2023. Hey, well, I know I'm wearing a Marlins jersey. Don't bash me on it. I don't root for the Marlins. I just love the style of the jersey, okay? But regardless or not on how you feel about me in a Marlins jersey, we're here. I hope you're doing well, too. All right, so, man, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. Me trying to sing. But Monday, you can't trust the Mets. You can't trust the Yankees right now. Really, there's nothing going on in the sports world. So here we are, and we have to discuss what's going on with the Yankees, the Mets, and everything else in between in Major League Baseball. So I'm going to try and compress it as much as I can into this. So here we go. The Yankees right now will start off with them as bad as the Mets have been this past week. The Yankees just, you know, they are where they are right now. They, they find ways to, you know, win games, no doubt. And the Mets, they find ways to lose games. But right now, as it stands, as we're looking at the Yankees right now, they won yesterday 5-3. to three. But right now, they took 2 out of 3 against the Texas Rangers. And look, right now, this is where they are right now, right? Aaron Judge is going to be out for the year with a torn ligament in his toe. Who knows how, how bad it's going to be, but... To hear Yankee Brass go from having him, basically, it's a day-to-day thing, and then you hear Judge saying, well, it's a torn ligament, and it's like, well, you know, we wanted to keep it in, in-house at that point. It's like, for the Yankees right now, it's a complete circus for them, right? And when I'm looking at this Yankees team right now, they cannot do anything, and they have star power among star power on their team, Right? If you were to look at this from 2016, as far as the all-star team goes, Anthony Rizzo, right, one of the best first basemen at that time. John Carl Stanton, an MVP candidate in any which way, shape, and form when we're looking at him. And then we're looking at Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, and what he did with the Blue Jays and with the Oakland Athletics at that point in time in 2016 here we are. We're, we're discussing it right now. But the fact that Josh Donaldson is a shell of himself outside of his club, John Carl Stanton cannot, he looks lost out there at home plate whenever he has the, the ball, the, the, the bat in his hands. And you look at Anthony Rizzo with him being at this point in his career, he's basically gone nearly hitless in almost every single game that he's been in. So it makes you wonder as a Yankee fan right now with the record that they have being not only in the wild card but above 500, it makes you think that Brian Cashman has to do something, whether it's good or bad. And for the people out there that were the Aaron Hicks defenders and for the people out there that ripped him apart to shreds, I was one of those guys that defended him. I'll raise my hand on that. But at that same token, the guy needed a change of scenery. Okay, There's no other way around it. This guy needed a change of scenery in the worst way, 
and he's raking right now in Baltimore. Now, could that be a sign of the coaching staff? Could that be a sign of the analytics department in which the Yankees operate under right now at this point in time? We're going to find out. We're going to find out as the year progresses, and we're going to see a lot more about this team. Or can this team simply put just play? We're getting to see guys like Jake Bowers going out there and playing in right field most of the time, right? Billy McKinney finding a way. He's been hitting home runs left and right this past week and a half. So at this same token right now, the Yankees, they are winning games, but albeit at what cost at, at this point in time. Any Yankee fan wants to see this team make it to the playoffs, no doubt. And they are where they are. They're nine and a half games out of the American League East, top of the AL East. The Rays control that. No way in hell do I see the Rays giving up that lead unless Baltimore just absolutely plays unbelievably well down the stretch. Now, we've seen crazier things happen, too, among, among that time period. But the Yankees, they're 43-35. and 35. Toronto, a half a game behind them right now. And it looks as if they've, they've, yeah, they've kind of come back to come back into the stretch of things a little bit. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Winners are two in a row. And Boston, a game over 500. None of these teams are where they are right now as far as in the AL East goes. But in the wild card, if we're looking at it, you got the Orioles, the Yankees, and the Jays all fighting for a chance to be in that wild card hunt at that point in time. And then you look at what's going on outside of that, outside of the playoff picture that would stand right now. You got the Astros. They're they're going out there. They're finding ways to just win games at this point in time, right? Then you look at the Angels. The Angels with Shohei Otani and the rumors that they, he might get traded. What's going to happen there? And then we look at Toronto. Not Toronto. We look at Boston. And then after that, everybody else is under 500. Seattle making it to the postseason last year. A lot of hype was on them. They're fighting and clawing for a chance to make it into that wild card spot. The Jays own that last wild card spot. But the Yankees right now, they are where they are. They're half a game above the the aforementioned Toronto Blue Jays. And then you got the Guardians right after that trying to find their way to. But that's the cutoff right there is the Guardians. And then that's – I don't see Detroit. I don't see Chicago. I don't see the – Royals making it or the Athletics making it as well. So we're going to find out right there. But the Yankees right now, as good of a pitching staff as they've had uh, thus far this year, and their bullpen year in and year out just finds ways to, you know, get through games and win games. This team right now needs to figure it out at the plate. And if they can figure it out at the plate, they're going to be a dangerous team, no doubt. But if they lose games in spite, in spite of their pitching staff and because of their offense and because of their bats, sell. Because we've seen this story before, come October, where this Yankees team right now just, right now they can't hit. And in October, what's it been the past three years in the ALCSs? 
What's it been in 2018 against the Red Sox? It's not their pitching staff. Their pitching staff was it. They just could not find a way to legitimately drive run, runners in in scoring position. 2017 against the, the Astros. 2015 against the Astros. You know, 2018 against the Red Sox. 2019 against the Astros. You know, 2020 in the playoffs against the aforementioned Tampa Bay Rays. 2021 against the Red Sox in the wild card game. 2022, last year against the Astros. They just could not find ways to score runs. And that's something that's indicted on this offense. And time and time and time again. You can't get doubles. You're last in the league in doubles. It's nice to see LeMahieu come out of it this weekend, but it has to be more on a consistent basis, right? You got to go up against Oakland this weekend. Anthony Rizzo, is he going to find a way to go out there and compete? You know, try and get on base a little bit more. John Carl Stanton, what's going on with him? Is it is it him, per se? Is it something that's in, in his head? I don't know. I don't know what is. And this guy has this great frame of a body that myself included and like many other people out there would love to have but he cannot stay on the field for whatever reason and then there's the Aaron Judge situation with his foot and torn ligament hopefully that he doesn't turn out to be like the Bill Walton of Major League Baseball and I know that he's been he's been great here as a Yankee he's the, the Yankee captain no doubt but where is it right now at this point in time, right? So there's a lot of angst among not only the Yankee lineup, there's a lot of angst and basically a lot of annoyed grunts around the Yankee fan base in Yankee land here as well. And when I mean by annoyed grunts, I mean dull. Okay, for the Simpsons fans, you know what I'm talking about. But let's switch topics now going from the Yankees. And before I switch topics, you got to go up against the... The A's on the road now. You got to go up against the St. Louis Cardinals now on the road. If you don't win two out of three against these guys coming up, and then you look at it from the perspective of going up into the All-Star break, you got to play, after St. Louis, you got to play Baltimore four times, and you got to play the Cubs. If you don't win three out of four or two out of three in these next four series coming up, sell. Sell without a shadow of a doubt. You sell. If you don't win three out of four and you come out at five hundred, you gotta sell. You have to at that point. But who's gonna take on Stanton? Who's gonna take Rizzo? Who's gonna take Donaldson at that point? We're gonna find out everything about the Yankees coming up within the next couple weeks or so, right before the All Star break goes. And for the Mets, hey, a lot of hype. A lot of hype around this team. No doubt. No doubt. There was a lot of hype. A lot of hype regarding the New York Mets coming into this year. And then, World Baseball Classic happens. Edwin Diaz gets hurt. You know, the whole debate on should he have played or not for whatever. It is what it is. We're not going to get involved in that because that's all old news at that point. Okay? B, you look at it. Verlander goes down. All right. They start off the year... Pretty much hot. 
And then, right as soon as April comes around, you know, it's just something that wasn't good. It's something that wasn't good. March, they opened up the year at 1-3 to start off, right? Then they went up against Detroit. They lost. They were down. But they found their way. They found their way a little bit. Losing up against Colorado. Actually, what am I saying? I'm looking at I'm looking at the wrong the wrong month. Forgive me. But to get back to it, you open up the year against Miami. Winners of two out of three. Uh, winners of three out of four. Okay. You get swept by Milwaukee up in Milwaukee. Miami, the opener, gets postponed due to rain. They win two out of three against Miami. You win two out of three against San Diego. You sweep the Oakland A's series. You go up against the, the Dodgers. You win two out of three there. Then you split after that. You split after that against the Giants. And then that's where the wheels kind of came off right there. Washington, you lose to Washington two out of three. Atlanta, you go up against Atlanta. You split really up against Atlanta. Actually, two games out of three. Detroit, you get swept in Detroit. And then Colorado, right after that, basically the Mets really haven't been themselves this whole year. I could read off the names and tell you that they haven't been good. The reason why they haven't been good is their pitching. Their bats have been legitimately like right in the middle, if not middle of the pack. And they've been finding ways to lose games. And Buck has been finding ways to go out there and manage himself out of these games. Misuse of the bullpen. We've been hearing a lot. Pete Alonso not being, you know, 100% healthy throughout the year. We can all talk about that 100%. But here's the bottom line I ask you right now. Because when they lost the four out of six against the Cubs and to the Rockies in May, I came up to you and I basically said, look, there's still hope. There's still some, some time left in which June, you'd rather have the losing happen in June than happen in July, August, usually when these Met collapses happen. Over that course of time. And whenever Buck comes in, it seems like he's taken over a team. And then down in Baltimore, there really wasn't that much of a fix uh, per se. Right after, you know, 2014, there wasn't a fix with him in there. You know, and the Manny Machado stuff that's happened over the course of time. But I mentioned to you that the last time I spoke to you, against Houston and against Philadelphia, if you don't win two out of three against Philadelphia, what's going to happen here? You got, this is, this is, and I know I've said it on social media just now, that this might be the end-all, be-all in, in this in this year for the Mets. You got to go up against Milwaukee now, three out of four home. You got to go up against San Francisco, three at home, coming up this weekend. And then you fly out to Arizona, and you got to fly to San Diego right after that. And then it's your your all-star break. But they haven't been good. No doubt. They have not been good. And their pitching staff really was supposed to be a strength. That really wasn't the case. And now 
looking at it right now, you're eight games back of the wild card right now. Talk about digging yourselves in. It's over. It's done with this season. This is it. If you can't find a way to win three out of four in this next week, okay, if you can't find a way to win three games out of four against Milwaukee, and two out of three against the, Dodger, the, the Padres and the Diamondbacks and the Giants, your season is done. Your season is done. Now, if they find a way to win these games and they're back in the wild card spot or at least fighting for a chance at that wild card spot where they might go all in on not a Shohei Otani type of player, because I think that would be the wrong message to send. But if you could go and bring in another bat, maybe another young arm, per se, you're still in it. If you win these games, if you don't win these series, coming up, the season for the New York Mets is over, and you're going to see City Field literally empty every game. So that's as scary uh, as it can get right now. And you look at the last 10 games that the Mets have played. They're 4-6. and six. You could be worse. You could be the Pirates at 1-9. and nine. But regardless right now, this is not a good situation for them to be in. And, you know, we're going to look at the, the rest of the, the wild card standings right now. Uh, it's been absolutely unbelievable to say the very least. We got Tampa Bay in the East leading the, the East. We got Texas. They lost two out of three against the Yankees, but they're still holding their ground against teams like the Astros and the Angels on their on their tail. Then you look at Minnesota. Minnesota just finds a way to maintain themselves uh, in a distance, in a way, against the Guardians. And then you look at the rest of the wild card. Again, Baltimore, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays, they round out that wild card. And then you look at the teams fighting for the wild card, you got the Astros a half game back of the Blue Jays. You got the Angels a game out. And then after that, you got Boston, Seattle, and Cleveland finding their way, trying to find their way in to that. And then you look at the aforementioned National League. Look at the, the Braves. The Braves are the class of the, uh, the NL, no doubt. You look at Acuna Jr., and you look at what the what Matt Olson's been doing as of late leading the National League in home runs right now at this point in time. A great sign by them, just seeing what where they're going at right now. The Diamondbacks, still a surprise in that NL West, man. 47-32. and 32. They've been playing out of their mind. They've had a young rookie going at it. And speaking of a young rookie uh, going at it, Ellie De La Cruz of Cincinnati has been the spark plug of this team. Now, I understand they lost two in a row as of late, but being winners of 11 in a row, climbing putting themselves in a position where they are the NL Central leading uh, Reds in that division. Unbelievable. They've been 8-2, no doubt. And you look at the wild card, the Miami Marlins, not rooting for them just because I'm wearing their jersey right now. They're 45-34. and 34. The Giants are 44-34. and 34. Winners of 8 out of their last 10. Good for them. Great. The Dodgers round out that wild card spot and year in, year out, they just find a way 
to just be in the Dodgers in contention for the playoffs. She talked about the Yankees over 500, the Dodgers being in contention for so long just gets no notoriety really whatsoever. But they've been a powerhouse year in and year out for the past decade. Unbelievable. And then you look at the dot, you look at the, the Brewers looking for that wild card spot, looking for that NL spot. The Phillies looking for that final wild card spot last year. We all know about the success of the Phillies making it in as a sixth seed, going in and taking names at that point and taking hearts out uh, at that point in time. So there's that. Uh, they're looking for their chance. The Cubs only five and a half out of that final wild card spot, but they it looks like they're two games out of the NL Central right now. Can they make it in? They can, but anything's possible there. And then we look at, you know, after that, you look at the Mets, the Padres, the Pirates, I think, are done at that point. They, they had themselves the great start, but now they're finding their way back down to earth, and that sucks uh, to see that because there was such a good story. And then you look at the, the St. Louis Cardinals, really a huge disappointment this year. Not only having just Goldschmidt and having Nolan Arenado there, but just the hype and the hoopla around them uh, as well. That doesn't help them out per se. And then we look at the, the bottom dwellers here too of the Nationals and the Rockies uh, to round out the MLB standings. All right, Chiruchi with you here on the On The Board Sports Podcast. Wanted to just, I know I probably didn't mention it earlier on. Maybe I should have to lead off the show, but let's talk about this, okay? So on Saturday... I posted a video on the On The Board Sports Instagram page basically saying Sean Thomas is coming back. I'm very happy about that. And we're going to end the show like that, okay? Because there's really nothing going on in Jetland. You know, we want to talk about the, you know, Tyler, the, the yeah, Dalvin Cook news, excuse me, uh, him, where he's going to sign, right? Really nothing going on in the football world. Saquon Barkley's contract extension, Quinton Williams' contract, that's all minute news at this point in time. Who cares about that at that point in time, right? Um, that, that will get done, regarding or not what, what's going on. NHL, nothing really going on. NBA, outside of the, the CP3 deal that went on, nothing going on in the NBA world. So... We got to talk about Sean Thomas coming back, man. And I am very thrilled and very very happy to announce that Sean Thomas is coming back to the On The Board Sports podcast. And there's nobody that I would want to do the show, uh, nobody that I would want to do it other than with him at that point in time. I am very thrilled to have Sean back. Uh, it is a long time coming. I know he's had a couple of issues uh, over the course of time, and he's figured it out. He's found a way to go out there to uh, come back into into this realm, if you will. And I'm very happy to have him back. And you know, I'm I'm I don't want to make this out to be like anything big or anything like that. Oh, but he had to take care of what he had to take care of. I'm not going to go in depth on it. I'll let him talk about that when we record our episode together and by the way our episode will be coming out on July the 8th and this is a huge commitment obviously having him back on and 
you know, we want to have him back and he wants to be back on. I want him back on. It's a mutual feeling. It's a mutual understanding of what has gone on over the course of time. And having said all that right now, I can't do these shows alone. I really can't. You know, doing these shows alone, it, it's, it's nice to talk, but it's nicer to have somebody in studio come and talk about sports and, you know, having to ask questions and outside of me speaking for the, an hour or a half hour, if you will, it's nice to have Sean back on. All right. So July 8th, maybe a little bit sooner, we're going to have on Sean Thomas and it's definitely a great big deal. All right. Chirucci with you here on the On The Board Sports Podcast. Nothing else going on. Islanders, we're going to find out in the NHL draft what's going to happen with with a couple of moves, what might happen there during the offseason. It's going to be a long offseason, I feel like, for this team. The Jets, we're going to find out about them. The Yankees, we'll talk about with Sean and company. And I know there's a lot of things going on in the NBA, but really nothing, nothing really going on outside of the same old, same old uh, with this team. With we, Whether or not it's the Knicks, the Lakers, the Nets, whatever it is, we're there. All right, but on that note, We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Stay safe out there wherever you may be. And please be on the lookout for us coming out soon to you. Maybe on Twitch TV on July the 8th. Maybe on, you know, a streaming service wherever you may be. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Stay safe out there. God bless.